Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. Good afternoon. The last few weeks, I addressed the people that were abused. This week, I will focus on the abuser. I will discuss mature subject matter, so you might want your children to leave at this time. Attention, all pedophiles, rapists, and molesters. This broadcast is for you. Don't turn that dial. If you're driving alone, you might want to stop the car for the next 15 minutes. Or if you're with others, just listen and act normal. Then no one will suspect anything. I have less than 15 minutes, so I have to make it quick and get to the point. Embrace yourself because you will get offended. You are the most hated group of people in the universe, whether in prisons, in the church, or in the community, especially in your neighborhood. You are the most misunderstood individuals around. People look at you as sick, crazy, weird, freaky, indifferent, or maniacs. The bottom line is you are hurt. Because you are hurt, you're hurt by others. As a result, you hurt others. Hurt people hurt people. I am here to tell you, you have to stop the madness, the evil, or you will see destruction like you have never seen before. Now, God loves you. Did you hear me? I said, God loves you. However, he hates what you are doing, especially when you hurt his children, no matter the age. You must stop your wicked ways now because you do not want the wrath of God to come upon you suddenly. Enough is enough. You must stop the hurt, stop the pain. Yes, you can stop it. It's a choice. The decision can be made today. You don't have to burn in hell because of your pride or selfishness, control, lust, or pervertedness. You can be set free. It is God's will for you to be free, to love yourself again, to love life, and to love others around you. John 8, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. God did not leave you in charge to control things. Thank God. He can do this all by himself. So therefore, let go and let God. Now I'm going to talk to you who needs to stop hiding behind the mass of being a Christian, a professional, a community leader. You can't hide any longer. God sees you. You better come clean before you become exposed to everyone all around you. It's time to man up or woman up. According to Numbers 32, 23 in the Amplified, it says, But if you do not do this, behold, you will have sinned against the Lord and be sure that your sin will find you out. Please, please don't be disobedient like the children of Israel during Moses' time. Remember what is done in the dark 
will come out in the light. You are deceived. Yes, when you are deceived, you don't know you're deceived. That is what's so troubling about deception. However, you know what you are doing is wrong. No one has to tell you that. Some of you served prison time and now you're out, but you are still carrying that guilt. You are no longer guilty as charged because you served the time. Hopefully you are a new person in Christ. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If you have truly repented before God and to the woman or to the men you abuse and changed forevermore, then allow yourself to let it go because God has forgiven you. Now forgive yourself. Now there's others out there that I want to address. You have not gotten caught yet and you think you're invincible, but your day will come. You are the ones who I want to focus on today. Repent, turn away from your wickedness and turn to God. He is the only one that can help you. It doesn't matter what you did last night or what you're thinking about doing right now. When you repent with a sincere heart and choose to change and do what is right in the sight of God, he will forgive you. But you have to be real with yourself. Don't think your sin is so bad that God can't forgive. Nothing is too hard for God. According to Luke 137 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. There were some cases in the Bible where people were raped through incest or various different things. And often, but not in every situation, the abusers, they died because the victims, their family members took revenge upon themselves to kill the abusers. Now, this is not God's will for your life to be killed. In essence, he's given you an opportunity to change. God wants your life to glorify him. Currently, it's not. You are allowing Satan to use you like a string on the puppet or a marionette. You need help. Help is available. Call a pastor, a counselor, a chaplain for help. Now, if you are the abuser and you're a pastor or a counselor or a teacher or a chaplain, change your wicked ways now because you are definitely without excuse. This undercover lifestyle you are living is not worth you losing your soul. God is giving you a chance to get it right at this present time. That is why he is sending this message to you today. You are a case only for God. You can't run and you can't hide. You are messing up other innocent people's lives. And not only for today, but for generations to come if God don't intervene. You know, I got this source from uh, gotquestions.org and it was talking about why sex sins are such a big deal. And one 
is because God created sex in the boundaries of marriage between a man and a woman and sex sins are in direct violation to this union, which he said was very good according to Genesis 1.31 and Genesis 2.18 and 24. God defines any sexual activity outside of husband-wife relationship as violations of his gift. And this is according to 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 18 and Galatians 5, 19 through 20 and Jude 1 through 7. I can say a lot more, but for the sake of time, God is saying that the two are no longer two, but one flesh. And this is from Mark 10, 8. The act of becoming one creates a new entity, which is a family. And this is according to Genesis 4.25. So here, briefly, it's saying that sex is a gift to a husband and a wife to make their relationship unique more than any other relationship. However, it's Satan's aim to pervert this gift. And when we use sexuality for entertainment or to satisfy lust, we cheapen this gift or defy the one who designed it, God himself. So this sexual disobedience, it produced in the world today, disease, abortion, perversion, child molestation, addiction, and sexual exploitation. By abusing this gift, it brings other problems as well, such as rape, adultery, divorce, and much more. God created boundaries for us to enjoy his gift in the way he designed it to be enjoyed. So real quickly here, sexual sins bring on temptation just as other sin does. When we refuse to acknowledge God's boundaries, we allow lust to dictate our choices and lust never leads in the right direction. According to James 1, 13 to 15, it says, let no one says when he is tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil. And he himself does not tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. And this brings me to my second reason about uh, sexual sin being such a big deal. And it's because it destroys the picture of the unbreakable covenant God has with his people. The Bible uses marriage as a metaphor to describe the covenant relationship Jesus has with his bride, those who... He has bought with his own blood, according to Revelations 19 and 7 and 2 Corinthians 11 2. God created the sex act to be a consummation of the covenant relationship, a covenant in which God has participated. According to Malachi 2.14, Matthew 19.6, the marriage covenant illustrates God's unbreakable, unbreakable covenant with us. To engage in sex outside of marriage, it violates God's intention and brings serious consequences. Sexual sins defiles more than just our physical bodies. According to 1 Corinthians 6.18, it has spiritual significance. Committing sexual sin is directly opposed to God, his will to sanctify us. 
Jesus says it like this, to be pure in heart, we see God. An unrepentant sexual sin defiles the heart, making it impossible to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If we wish to be pure in heart, we cannot engage in sexual sin. You are playing with fire and you will burn if you don't stop. Literally, eternity is for real. Your spirit will live forever somewhere in heaven or in hell. What you are doing is not worth hell. I wouldn't wish hell for anyone other than Satan himself. Satan and all his demons will go to the pit of hell forever. And you don't want to be a part of his army. If you don't change, that is where you will be for eternity, forever. Why spend life on earth in hell, then go to hell forever? This will be a wasted and miserable life. Let's pray. God, help me to be real. God, I acknowledge my wrongs. I have defiled others and have defiled myself with my body. Please forgive me of my lustful cravings, perverted thinking, and selfish ways. God, I am hurting and I have hurt others. Please help me to make it right in the lives of the people I have wronged. Please forgive me. I want to make it right today. I choose to stop my wicked ways, for they are contrary to everything you stand for. God, I repent for the sufferings I caused in others. Also, I repent for all the evil deeds I have done in thought and action. I ask this in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. God, I pray with those that have prayed that prayer. And if you pray this prayer with all the sincerity of heart, I believe God has forgiven you and will help you this day forth to do the things right and to get things right. It will not be easy. In fact, the journey might be very painful, but worth it. God, I pray for the unbelievers and the backsliders who have been enslaved by sexual immorality to repent of their sins and come to Jesus in a real and intimate way. God loves you. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you, but it's about Jesus.